0: you can always say no at any point right right say yes until you got to say no yeah that's my philosophy so say
1: wait say yes until you have to say no correct i love it
2: this is going boldly the podcast here's your host russ the big guy
1: hey welcome back listeners uh this is russ the big guy we are up here in the penthouse suite at our Washington Avenue location. It's a top secret command center. My sometimes co-host a full-time daughter, Brenna, is in the studio today. Howdy. And we have a special guest today. She is a great example of someone who has been very patient to get to her dream. She did it this year. It was a COVID year. She actually reached one of her big dreams, her big goals, and we're going to find out all about that as I welcome Candace Phelan. She's also known as Dancing Candace.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: Great. Uh, Candice, I'm really excited to have you here. Now, we did an interview a while ago, we a long did. time ago. Yeah. It was on video and it came out really well. I was really excited. It was It was, kind of fun, it yeah. was great energy. <laughs> I'm happy to have you back here again. Our listeners are going to be pretty excited. Now, Candace is a recent retiree. Correct. And Candace had some plans for retiring. And what were those? Well, I... You had some plans that didn't happen.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Well, what, what were you going to do? Like you like millions of to. other people, I didn't get to travel. To go to Europe for about a month, we have family that live yeah. uh, around. And um, I, thank goodness I didn't buy the tickets yet because I didn't have to go through that nightmare. But a pandemic hit and... Yeah. So life changed right. a lot for, for all of us, for all of us. Yeah. yeah. So I had to bounce and do something different. And
1: yeah. And, and what, did. and so like, what did you start doing instead?
0: Well, the first thing I did was start making masks. Yeah. I was concerned about everybody in the world and I wanted everyone to wear a mask. And so I started making masks and making masks and making masks. And date, between my daughter and I, we are close to around 5,000 masks that we have made. Wow, That's amazing. A a good portion of them donated. Yeah, um, many of them sold. Thank you to all the people who bought mass. You paid my rent. Yeah, you put a it's little wonderful. food on my table, so I was pretty happy about that. Um, and and also you helped a lot of other people. I knew some people who weren't eligible for stimulus packages or unemployment, or they had quite a hot mess, and so I was able to give them a bunch of masks to sell to put oh. food on their oh. table. And and I made things that people raffled off, like blankets yeah. and things like that. So so that's what I did. Yeah, I, I saw didn't.
1: the blanket that you donated, I assume, to EPAC. Endicott. Yeah, that's Performing one of Arts them. Yeah, yeah. I, and
0: I donated uh, one with a St. Patrick's Day theme to Southern Tier AIDS Program, and they have it on raffle right now. And I've donated one to... Um, a friend of mine, Hope Woodcock, who runs a summer youth camp for girls, yeah, and um, so she's raffling off to help help that uh, cause and her camp. And
1: so you were able to do those things because you were already running a part time business. Yeah, but it was kind of uh, I remember speaking with you, and you seemed to be. I don't know, frustrated isn't the right word, but I think that you were you were wishing that you could spend more time on that yeah, business. I
0: like to it. repurpose things. So yeah, I like repurpose. to get I like to get things in upscale, I guess is a term that people use. And so take things that already exist, redesign them into something new and exciting and fun to wear, to use Um, like backpacks and jean jackets and skirts and shirts and things like that. And I also um, do alterations, so that's been very helpful. Again, in 2020, I was going to do for plays costume i love costumes cosplay costumes it didn't pan out that way and i had one fear on one hand that it would explode and then i would be back as busy as i was which isn't really what i wanted right because you wanted to travel to still be fun and be able to take time off and just go when i want to go so 2020 actually gave me an opportunity to get a perspective and a timeline of how much do you really want to work how much don't you really want to work and i think i i kind of fell into that now i kind of have a nice pace yeah um it's it's not a huge business i don't really want it to go any faster or bigger or larger um people come to me when they need need something. If I can't do it, I know a lot of other people who sew and are seamstresses in the area, so I can make that recommendation if I don't have the time or the energy. So yeah, it's all worked out really well for me.
1: Uh, you can tell that Candace has a real positive attitude, which is something <laughs> I've always noticed with you. Very positive, very supportive of other people, always glowing with the uh, Sort of that, I and mean, if you could see the aura, I, I can't see auras, but I'm sure it's a big, bright aura with lots of hearts swirling around.
0: I'm sure there's a sequin or two.
1: <laughs> a sequin, yeah, <laughs> some glitter in there some too. Some glitter, yeah. Uh, so that's Candace, right now. Here's what I wanted to point out: you've been plugging away with your business. Yep. And you're known as Dancing Candace. Is that because you're dance? You were dancing too, or? Well,
0: yes, I I dance with the burlesque troupe at EPA, Okay. and I like to dance a right. lot. And then Candace is my name. So yeah, but yeah. then
1: you, but that's the name of your your business too. It's kind of you, my you,
0: business. Yeah, Dancing Candice yeah, Designs. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's, okay, gotcha. Yeah.
1: And then the one time I was looking for you in your building, I accidentally went <laughs> in the wrong door, and it's actually a dance studio in the front with multiple rooms. And I yeah. kept asking everybody for Dancing Candice, and then the person out in the lobby pointed back into the studio, and then I went back there and didn't see you, so I asked the next person, and they pointed back farther, and then I eventually got into the depths of this place and got to a dead end. Yeah. And it was pretty obvious I was in the wrong place at that point. Yeah. But everybody was pretty pretty sure Dancing Candice was back there.
0: Back in the dance studio. Yeah, because there had been um, Broom County know. Dance Company. <laughs> I don't so. know if
1: there really was a Candice down there. Or they just didn't want to say they didn't know.
0: <laughs> they just heard the word dance. That's pretty think, funny. sent you to the dance studio.
1: I guess the thing I wanted to talk about, or highlight is the fact that you were working another job when yes. I met and I don't know how long you worked at Stap. That's a Southern Tier AIDS project.
0: Um almost 15 years.
1: And that whole time you were dancing Candace? No. on the side or no?
0: Well, I was making jewelry and yeah, doing little alterations and okay. yeah, I I have been sewing.
1: Was that for fun or for profit?
0: Yeah, yeah for fun and I made all my daughter's clothes growing up or through okay. her high school years and um, so probably since I was in 7th grade, 7th or 8th grade middle school. Oh. Yeah, it's quite a long time ago. Okay. The sixth And
1: you were doing it for fun, so it was something that you enjoyed, it's a passion that you yeah. had? Yeah, yeah, which you, is a,
0: why I don't want it to turn into something major. Oh, because but
1: you it, recognized it early, though.
0: Um, I love it, yeah. yeah. I, I've always liked crafts and different kinds of things like that, so, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Then you retired, officially.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And then all of a sudden you were going to travel? Yep. Pandemic hit. Yep. Killed all of the business that you had that was everything your everything that was things lined that up. you had paced yourself and yep. they were things you loved as customer for the local plays. Mhm. But an opportunity opened up. Correct. And it was your dream.
0: One of them, yes.
1: Isn't that something? Yeah. So tell us about that. Well, and how you and then like how you felt about it?
0: I couldn't believe it. I'm sitting in my uh, recliner chair at home and... Well, you
1: are retired after all.
0: Of course, I have a retirement <laughs> recliner chair with a Shih Tzu. With a what? <laughs> my Shih Tzu, my little dog, Bobbin. Oh, okay. So oh. the two of us are kind of lounging around and my phone rings. Oh,
1: that's. It. I always thought maybe it was a massager, but that's a Shiatsu.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I... I'm sitting there, my phone rings, and it's my friend Larry Casson, who I have done costuming for at the Binghamton High School for five or six years now.
1: Yeah, he's he's very well known in the area.
0: Yeah, so he just kind of said, they're going to be shooting a movie uh, in the Binghamton area, and they're looking for people for wardrobe or costuming or something, and I just wanted to know if you were interested. And I took a deep breath and as calmly as I could said, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm very interested. He said, I don't know what it is. I don't know exactly what they're looking for, but can I give them your number? And I'm like, sure. So, Were you scared? Uh, my heart was going quite fast, and I was pretty excited because yeah. for many years, every time I go to the movies... One of the things I do at the end is always watch the credits and when costume designer comes up, even when I'm watching a movie at home, I look up the costume designer and I say to my friends or whoever's with me, someday when the end of a movie comes up, you're going to see my name under the word costume designer. It's going to say Candace Phelan. Nice. So, Some,
1: I'm going to stop you for a minute because sure. a lot of times people get to that point and then they don't overcome the fear. Yep. In other words... They maybe they're they might be afraid of failing they might be afraid of success i (laughs) don't know but there's definitely you know your brain your primitive brain kicks in and goes whoa careful danger ahead right yeah so okay so your heart's beating
0: yeah and i said that phone call to my partner jim uh was something about costuming uh doing costumes for a movie and he said oh well, that could keep you busy or something like that. And I said, keep yeah. Keep you out of the house. So, well, that's not well, – what he's always – I'm never home. I'm always at the studio or – well, I go back and forth. Yeah. I spend three days in one place and three days in the other. But anyway, phone call comes, and it's a person named Richard who is um, the film, like, manager kind of guy, and um, says, we're interested in hiring a costume designer. Like, yeah. literally, that's the title of the person that they want to hire. Wow. And would I be interested? And I said, Sure. Yeah. I could always say no at any point. You didn't so. say
1: you had to check with your manager? No. <laughs> your no no agent, no manager. Your agent or whatever?
0: So he okay. said, well, the, the name of the movie is The Harbinger. Yeah. And The Harbinger is this main character. Um, I can't go into a lot of details because sure. I really want people to watch it. But yeah. there's this, we'll just call him The Harbinger. And there's some things that happen. And so hiring me would be to literally design this costume for this main person um, or main character, they said, well, you have to really, the writer and director, we need to meet and do a Zoom meeting and have a conversation. I'll send you the script. So I said, okay. <laughs> Again, <Yeah. laughs> you can always say no at any point, right? right. So say yes until you got to say no. Yeah. That's my philosophy. So say
1: Wait, say yes until you have to say no. Correct. I love it.
0: Yeah. So they send me the script. 81 pages, I print it out, I read it. I am so scared because it's it's that kind of movie. Because
1: you've never done this before. No, I'm scared
0: reading the script. The script scared me, like the story.
1: Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's a scary. It's 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 a a,
0: scary film.
1: And just reading it was a thriller? I
0: was like, oh my gosh, I have to watch something else so I can go to sleep. (laughs) So it's great. It's really, really great. So... Um, we have the meeting and I sketched out a few things and had a conversation and they liked me and they liked what I had to say and they hired me.
1: They never asked you if you'd done this before?
0: They did. They asked me if I've done a movie. They knew it. They asked me like if I, I said I've done costuming and theater and stuff like that. And they said, well, it's different. It's a lot different because there's, um, it's digital. So you have a color palette. You have certain things you can't put in front of a digital camera. So you have to work from there uh in, in different things. So I went about it like I do most things, most uh, productions and go through the script, go through the characters, make a um, list of each character and what I think they should wear in each scene. And so we communicated that way. Did they
1: like your ideas?
0: They did like my ideas and they liked Oh, even my better. Idea. For the, for the Harbinger. And there were yeah. some that, you know, Andy was like, no, I really see her in these colors and this theme. And, yeah. you know, and you have to bring a lot of choices. And um so it was it was a lot different. And I had one week to prepare all the clothing and gather everything I needed um or thought I needed. Because every single day I was still going Changing and getting things. things. Yeah. Then we were in production. So on the 8th of February, I set foot on a movie set for the first time in my entire life.
1: Your dream, one of your dreams.
0: And it was amazing. Yeah. It was in a rural home that they rented from someone, and a lot of the filming was outdoors, and it was freezing cold. I was in triple layers, and I was frozen, and it was an experience that was amazing and i couldn't believe i was looking at cameras and sets and crews and lights and all of this gear and i learned what a grip was and all these things
1: did they give you a production assistant a pa to help you
0: um i could call upon them when i needed to oh great but for the most part i was by myself and one right. of the things i learned is if i ever do this again i'm going to insist on an assistant um, everyone had, you know, makeup had an assistant, and there were times I needed to be in two places at once, and it was exhausting. And so, and they they told me this is what you get paid, and and you will be working at least a twelve hour day. And there were days where I worked from ten in the morning until two in the morning, um, because you have to shoot when the light is right, and you have to when it's a night scene, it has to be. Night when it's a dusk scene, it has to be dusk, and you take your break here and you get fed there. And with COVID, there were major, major restrictions, so it was a little more difficult for them. And speaking of COVID, they were amazing about that. Every single person uh, on the crew and the cast was tested every few days. The entire crew and cast for the whole 15 days tested negative every single time, even though we would have a day off or two days. We all tested negative. They had air cleaners everywhere, and some of these places that we shot at around town were very dusty and dirty, but, oh, yeah. but we, they had air cleaners, air scrubbers, I guess they're called, yeah. mm-hmm. um, sanitizers. Uh, if you, all the food was brought in, you couldn't bring in anything. You, everything you wanted was right there. If you wanted something, it was handed to you. It was, it was great. They did really well.
1: So a couple of things come to mind, you know, mm-hmm. there's a saying about being lucky. It's uh, preparation meets opportunity is really luck, right? And look, look at all the work that you did in advance. All all of the shows that you've done and everything. Yeah. And you know, it was your dream one of your dreams is to be um, be the customer for a movie Yeah. and you're going to get to see your name in the credits at I'm the end, I think. i going
0: to in the credits. It's amazing. I hope
1: I can come to the party wherever it is, hopefully <laughs> when they hopefully they'll let people gather, you know, when it yeah. comes out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I one of the things too was um working with an art department and uh different crews and, and working together. uh, You know, what prepared me, talk about transferable skills. What prepared me was my eight or nine years at STAP on, in development. So we put on major, major events. We put on events that had a thousand people there and there was, you had to have your ducks in a row. That skill, being able to handle a bunch of people, have them all where they're supposed to be, Doing what they're supposed to do, and I generally, especially for hair wars, I would costume, and then also costuming for plays. Like you, you know, when if you ever came backstage and saw my rack, you know, everybody's lined up. I have a wooden tag, and behind each wooden tag is each individual cast member's clothing. So if it, if Monique was there, everything that Monique would wear throughout the whole movie would be behind Monique's name, and yeah. so it was very, very organized, and all those organizational skills just made it so much simpler for me.
1: Although you still could have used a, an assistant.
0: I could have used an assistant, but it was so much fun. It really was. All the different people and all, watching watching what their skill sets were were amazing. Amazing.
1: What was one uh, particular job on the on the set that maybe was a surprise to you that you didn't know about? Well, I mean, is there something that stands out? At one point
0: or? we shot some scenes outdoors in the snow, up to my thighs, I'm carrying this huge costume, Harbinger's costume, at least the length of a baseball field through a field of snow in order to get the person in it for them to shoot the scene, to literally watch these cast members in T-shirts and, you know, in, shoot, in slippers in the snow, like they shoveled and made it as comfortable as they could, but to, to watch what actors go through I know how frozen this poor girl was and yet you you're not going to see it on the you're not going to see it on the film.
1: Oh she's a good actor.
0: Very good (laughs) very good and on cue the things that people can do on cue um, I'll be watching a monitor just the just the way they make the room look. I'm sitting in my chair waiting you know to be called to do something or to you know, in between every scene, I had to do things like static cleaning and and pull a shirt down or get a pair of pants pulled back down because they wrote up the leg and in movement and things like that. So you're like on set every time an actor's on set, you're on set. And um, so I'm sitting in my chair and I'm watching the set which is built, which is always amazing to me that in this big empty room, here's this apartment. (laughs) And it's really an apartment. But also there's a monitor. And then the monitor, that's what you're gonna see when you watch the movie. And so it's like surreal to see the movie and to see how, you know, what it looks like on the television screen, as opposed to what you're really looking at in real life. The, The difference and how everyone knows what to do to make that happen just blew my mind the skill sets of everyone and little you know let's just bring this shiny thing in and you know at one point a door opened and it had to look like this major flash of light kind of thing and and it happened and I saw the flash of light and I didn't understand what it was because I was in another room so I kind of moseyed over to see and everyone would be like turn your head turn your head because it was so bright like you couldn't look at it but it was amazing. Just watching lighting was always just so impressive. And then the camera person was only like four foot eleven, and the camera was like as big as her. She, if soaking wet, she probably weighed eighty nine pounds. And yet, how she'd be on an apple box or on this tram, and how someone was pushing her along on a like a little mini railroad track to get this shot. And I just was in awe of everyone's expertise and they all knew their job and they all knew what they were doing and the film's going to be great. Like if you like a scary movie, this is for you.
1: And guess what the, uh, guess what the other people thought about the customer? Oh, I don't the know. The same thing.
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they
1: didn't probably, they all didn't get your resume. They didn't know, they don't know how many movies when, you've done.
0: You know, well, it, the, the story takes place in 2020. So the majority of the people are wearing, clothes like you would wear in 2020 yeah so you know they're in pajamas or sweatpants or a jacket or something so there's nothing spectacular until the harbinger okay and when the harbinger came out for the first time it wasn't quite what the director wanted and it took it took us a little while to come to terms for me to have an understanding of what what he wanted and he was using language that i was translating differently And so, literally, I'm in the shower, and this light bulb went on, and I thought, oh, my God, this is what I need to do. So, I went, I couldn't wait to get to work that morning, and I said, excuse me, I don't want to bother you, but I think I have the answer to to this dilemma that we have. We both recognized that I wasn't giving him what he wanted, and he couldn't, you know, he, he knew that, and I knew that, and he was, I just want this kind of a look, and I don't know how to go about it so i told him and i immediately went into my unheated garage that i was working in in this house oh. <laughs> and and sewed it and um brought it out and during the film the director walked past me not in his in his mind like the director is in his world he yeah. he is in his world and there's an assistant director and if you need to talk to the director you go through the assistant director so you just get online and you just get on your little oh yeah i walked around with this earpiece in my ear that was a new experience <laughs> with somebody yelling all the time in it and I was <laughs> not yelling but it yeah. sounded like yelling because it was like in my head and um you would just say you know i i need to get on set to to you know spray this or i need to do this or i i'd like to you know talk to the the director who's also the writer of the of the thing Andy Minton, uh, uh, amazing man um goes walking past in his world like he's not aware of what's around him he really isn't he yeah, he's, probably, he's in his head
1: he's probably editing the movie and yeah. you know framing it and everything yeah, in his exactly, mind exactly
0: exactly and and that's his job and he, but he said boy i really like that and and it was a specific thing that I had changed on the costume and yeah at that point that was probably out of the 15 days, that was like day six or something, I was at ease. Oh. I was totally at ease with my myself and my work and what was that. that. Up until then, I had lost like 18 pounds. <laughs> I was, literally, I lost 18 pounds because I was kidding? so scared and so worried. Oh, my gosh. Yeah they're not going to find somebody to do a good job and that I wasn't doing a good job. Like I just didn't know. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a theater where you put people in their costume and they go on and you can see them in it. You don't know. There's no end product. You don't know until, and it's all out of sequence. Nothing is in order. And so I was so, I was hard to eat. I did kept drinking water. Uh, I ate cause I had to. And, uh, I just kept getting up and going to work every day, but then
1: I love that, it I, lo- I just love this. Point, it's so exciting. <laughs> yeah,
0: at that point right? it was like I felt confident in myself. I was like, okay, yeah. I, if I can nail this, the rest of it's gonna be okay. you know,
1: Ooh, I'm feeling very emotional about yeah, this because I know was, that feeling. yeah, oh my gosh. yeah, wonderful.
0: it was it was uh so at that point it became an amazing amazing event for me and, until yeah. then it was like oh my god i never want to do this again <laughs> i still may not i'm pretty old and if i were 20 i might do it again but well
1: you know 12 18 hour days are not uh <laughs> once you hit 50 yeah it's, it's, <laughs> and that's way well behind me yeah so
0: it was but i did it and you know you just you get yeah. up and you do it well you'll
1: have an assistant next time it'll be easier yeah. 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 What do you mean? Well, wait, I heard I an "if" this, in there. Yeah,
0: if I do this again, I'm going to ask for an assistant. I mean, if Disney calls, what am I supposed to say? Or
1: <laughs> uh, Disney's or, getting a bad rap right now, so okay. I don't know. You may want or to go. Ron
0: Howard. Uh, Ron Howard.
1: Ron, I'd work, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> you know. Ron yeah. Howard Ron call. Howard. Yeah, I like sure. his
1: movies for sure. I don't know how he is to work with, but yeah. Man,
0: I don't know. Who knows?
1: It's interesting. There, you said that. Like, do you feel like you did what you wanted? to do is your dream you accomplished your dream and now you're going to do something else like you don't want to do more of it
0: um or i just you want to
1: do it on your own terms
0: i'm not going to seek it out really i'm not going to like start getting you know scouring like who needs a costume designer if it comes to me but i'll make a decision if it comes to me but i had a good time didn't other
1: opportunities open up because of this oh
0: my gosh yes that was the crazy thing like um first of all the the guy at the arena, he came up to me. He he'd known about well, me. Well for our
1: listeners, that's that's the big uh, uh facility, the the, yeah. the hockey rink and the hockey and rink. They yeah. use it for concerts and so it's Concert, big open space.
0: Exactly. And they do Broadway the Broadway shows go there too. And sometimes what was and, so. and,
1: and why were you there? What was happening there?
0: That we were shooting uh the last um three three last six scenes were shot there. Okay. So, yeah, we, so we shot. So they had home. sets there and the lighting yeah, and everything set up we in shot, the space. Yeah, we were, one of our sets was out in Conklin in this rural area in the yeah. snow. One of the um, places we shot was the firehouse stage um, at, uh, in Johnson City, and then the Goodwill Theater next door, which if you want to do a scary movie, that's a scary place.
1: Yeah. Lots it, of cobwebs and.
0: The shots they got, I like some of them. I couldn't watch. I didn't watch the monitor. It was oh. just like pretty scary, for me. Yep. I'm not a big scary movie fan, so uh, okay. I mean, We've, I am. I think but I'm we not. figured that out yeah. already. Um, and we also shot. Wait, it, how are you it, gonna?
1: It, how are you gonna go to the re- the film? The, the premiere? premiere. The premiere. Thank you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I because I know. Okay. Like I know, but right. yeah.
1: Well, you were you were having problems reading the script.
0: I know. <laughs> I know. I'll watch it. It'll be, right. It'll be all right. All um. Right so yeah we we shot in different places, so while i while we were shooting at the arena, um this the manager of the arena came up and just said, uh, you know I didn't how come I don't know you and yeah, I said, "I don't know, and he started naming all these people that I know, but again, I'm not like I don't have a billboard, I don't have business cards, I don't yeah. have a website because yeah. then you could get too busy <laughs> God forbid
1: <laughs> God forbid you get to pick and choose your projects, yeah, at so, at your own price,
0: yeah. So that's kind of what I'm, so he took my name and number and my daughter who works with me and he said, they're always looking for wardrobe people, uh, when the Broadway plays come in December that they might be able to start bringing some more shows back. Oh, nice. And so he would give me a call. So that was kind of cool. But the, um, art, one of the, I think her title is art director. I brought the list of cat, of, Ooh. of people. So I it's
1: okay for people to know this. What They don't want you to get in trouble.
0: No, it's fine.
1: Um, you know, I just wanted to, while you're looking at that, I wanted to jump in and tell you, you know, one of the, one of the coolest things with a business owner is to be able to, uh, the day when you're able to say no to a project Yeah, because it's not for you. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason, they're not paying enough, doesn't provide you with the, f- the fulfillment that you want or mm-hmm. creative fulfillment or, you know, it's not your brand or and whatever.
0: I, and I have referred some people to other seamstresses in the area i really have i i'll something that either is more than my skill set well yeah
1: because you're a movie costumer now you're not just a seamstress (laughs) so you have or i guess the new term is (laughs) really
0: yeah s-e-w-e-s-t i think it's sewist.
1: oh is that like is that a new word like learnings
0: perhaps (laughs) um instead of like seamstress or because there's a lot of male Oh. You know, people will oh. identify as male so oh, the sure. new term is sewist makes sense yeah and but my you know so i i have made some referrals out to just if the timeline wasn't right or yeah again if my if i worry about my skill set i don't i don't want to worry about something i just want to have fun with it so a lot of the um people that Uh, came were from the Manhattan area, from New York City and Manhattan and Brooklyn and different places that worked on the set and also Syracuse. There were some people from Syracuse. And afterwards, the art director, uh, Sonia, she's from uh, the Manhattan area, said how much she liked my work uh, and the fact that I could sew. She just was very impressed with my because I can sew fast if I need to, and they well, saw me yeah. ripping stuff out. And, um, like, doing alterations really quickly on set, on, on my little space. I think she's going to call me for some things. I'm actually going to contact her. Sure you will. Um, I don't know that I want to go to Manhattan for a shoot or Syracuse for a shoot for, like, 15 days in a hotel room or whatever. That yeah. doesn't appeal to me which is fine i think because
1: rent yourself a limo and have your uh, significant (laughs) other drive it
0: yeah (laughs) why not (laughs) i just i i not, i'm not like i just if an opportunity comes like i said i'm gonna evaluate it see what of course what will be and either say yes or say no if there's a particular costume that needs to be built that's what i would like and i since I've been back, I took a month off of Facebook. I haven't been on Facebook and I just announced that I'm back 2 days ago or 3 days ago and I'm getting a lot of people contacting me for masks, costumes, different yeah. things. So
1: Yeah, so you've you've uh you've got different street cred now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different deal. Yeah, so, so I've done
0: some cosplay costumes for people and I've done uh, like in the pandemic, someone apparently I worked with 20 years ago when I worked at BOCES up in Shenango County. Um, she worked with someone who worked with me or something. Anyway, she they she found me and contacted me. Her granddaughter needed a dress for Halloween. And as as we are all human and we all come in different shapes and sizes, but unfortunately clothes on the rack and clothes that you order don't come in shapes and sizes. They don't uh, fit me.
1: And I'm not that far. Yeah, so they they
0: sent me a photo of something that they wanted me to build, and I definitely could build it. So I um, built them a dress and sent it out. And I guess it went to the um, Buffalo area. Her granddaughter lived in the Buffalo area and was very happy. She's 11, and she just really, really wanted this cosplay dress. and, And those are the things I like to do now. I'm really excited. Like, show me a photo of something that you want and let me. Let me make it.
1: I'm very excited that you got to live out your dream, I one know. of your dreams. Well, like, what was another dream? Well, the travel you had the mentioned. The travel. But, but.
0: I really want to go to Europe. I really want to, um, and in the next the next few months, I literally put it in my calendar. Because if I don't get it in my calendar so it pops up like, this is what you're going to do today. And that was the other thing 2020 allowed me to do was just stop. I, I had yeah. taken on so much that yeah. every single day was go, 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 go. And and I just stopped. And so I had to rethink. And so there's things in my, you know, which I'm sure everyone did in 2020 and cleaned out closets and things like that. But the repurpose thing, I really enjoy. And I now have a sense of design. So I'm actually meeting with a person. Do you know, Angela, she's designed, she does ridiculous Well, she, she has her paintings now on fabric. You can go online and order clothing made out of her paintings basically which is awesome but she's looking for a design a simple design for a plus size woman and so she and I are going to meet and talk about that and I might design uh just a simple I I already have a couple ideas but then her it would be her artwork that would be on the dress sure. that I'm designing and I have a couple of things sketched out and like I said we're going to meet and so that's kind of exciting and um
1: be totally original
0: yeah and then I have this jackets and and dresses, and sh- men's shirts, and some things that I want to, like, cut them up and put them back together again like a puzzle. And But I, people pay me more than I ask a lot. Well, what does that tell you? <laughs> that, you that I'm fortunate and have wonderful people in my life. Well, <laughs>
1: that's true. I guess that's true. Uh, yeah, and, you know, it's partly you, I'm sure. That's just the way people perceive you.
0: Oh. Oh. Huh.
1: And people people see you like they would pay they would want to pay you more than you asked.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Plus now, if I put my consulting hat on, <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe you should do another one of those um sit back and and rethink things because uh um you're getting opportunities to do some stuff and re- you know, maybe that maybe the approach that you take could be that Yes, I am wildly talented and I am, I am killing these opportunities and um, I'm not going to be scared of getting too much work because I can select what I want to do because I have the power to pick out the projects. Like if you became, let's let's say like that dress that you design, right? Let's uh-huh. say that dress, you, you and other artists do this collab, right? And mm-hmm. you come up with this dress and then all of a sudden it explodes. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be scared because you don't want to like, now I've got too much work and I really want to retire and, tr- and you know, I don't want to do all this? Or are you going to be, um, oh, this is amazing because now I get to pick which movie stars I want to make this dress for. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I see what you're saying. I yeah. I really...
1: Well, I mean, because you have the power, and if an opportunity like that comes up, it's like, why not go for the opportunities and then just pick the ones you want? I suppose. At the price you want, when you want to do them. Yeah. You know? I don't want to drive to Manhattan. Send me a a limo. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, that's the way I think a lot, and I think that... um,
0: I mean, I would go to Manhattan to fit somebody in one costume. Of course you would. But I don't know that I want to do 12-hour, 18-hour days on a set and... Well, no. You just tell them how many hours you want to do. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> and then do a different project. Isn't it, if, uh, it was an independent Do the project action. you want. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. So they want as much and, as they can get yeah, for as little I, as possible.
0: R- well, not really. They really, they really, oh. I, I think that they paid what they could. Yeah. I don't think that they tried to save money. I mean, I really, I, I th- obviously nobody wants to spend more money than they need to, but I, I really, I felt like they treated me and everyone else very well.
1: And they valued you and they what were, you did.
0: They at the end right at the very end the director came up to me and just said candace and i said I, you know i i think i'm pretty proud of that work <laughs> and, you said that yeah and he just he just went like this i i thought i was going to explode yeah you know
1: candace is patting her heart just for our listeners yeah so he
0: he was so pleased with my work and yeah. and i just didn't want to disappoint I was just, you know, I every day I went and I was like, I just hope I don't disappoint. Yeah. I, I, I'm really happy with the end results and I can't wait to see the movie. I really can't wait to see the movie and I can't wait for people to see the movie. It's If you go to IMDB, they have a couple yeah. other films that they've done and um, th- it says in production right I now checked for it the out. Harbinger. Yeah.
1: Now, we're, I think I saw some stills from production.
0: Who Someone sent them to you?
1: Don't remember. I okay. think I saw them.
0: It wasn't me, that's for sure.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't sure. <laughs> want to get <laughs> you in trouble if it like, was. I'm not
0: sending anybody any votes
1: It was only in the arena, only in there. What's the sets? I'm okay. pretty sure that's what so it was. I don't the know sets they built.
0: Yeah. I think for my for my first and maybe my last, I don't know, film, to be so fortunate to work with Andy Mitten. Yeah. The director writer, he has literally. One of the kindest souls I have ever met in a human being. He treated everyone with the most respect. Everyone and how he talked to his actors and how he drew work from them was so amazing. It made everyone want to do a really good job. It, it was. Just, it was
1: nice modeling for you too, for when you work with your your next movie, uh, with your <laughs> with your production assistants. <laughs> I'm excited for you, Candace. I think you're going to do another movie. Um, There's a, you're going to do some, was some other big stuff. There was a on site, too. There's somebody yeah. who's
0: doing photography, and they're looking to have um, Carrie Sue and I <laughs> see uh, do some costuming for a big photo shoot.
1: You've mentioned three already. I know. Three I know. possible opportunities. Right? I know. Or, or, or sources of future opportunities. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I'm excited for you, personally. You. Um What did you learn about, costuming for the movie that you didn't know before well being being most of it in theater or for personal stuff well you shoot
0: out of sequence so you really have to track what you wore in scene 28 when scene 29 comes out and uh and so you you know for the continuity like continuity is a huge obviously thing i hope that i i hope that i did that um because everything was so out of sequence and I wrote it down, and luckily the makeup people um, took photos of every single outfit, so I was able to go back and use them as a resource. But also, there's a color palette. You have to work within a color palette, and there's certain colors, um, at least in this movie, that the director sees there's a theme to the... Like, the color plays a huge role in what we're looking at and how how he's viewing it, and so... Um, I could not put, uh, there was one color that was forbidden. I could not put anybody in that color um, except a couple of people. Then there were, once the main character, Monique, had her colors down, I couldn't put anyone else in those colors, or if I did, it had to be subtle. I had to, because it's digital, then, you know, like certain plaids and certain prints and certain things like houndstooth would make the camera go wonky so you can't use a print so i had to be very subtle prints that i used um but it worked out and i i did all right but it was it was quite a struggle to try and find um in the beginning like once i got it then everything just fell into place for me
1: right your next movie will be much easier
0: yeah because (laughs) especially with those production assistants well i the thing is i when I read the script, I had the majority of you know I have a whole wardrobe full. I'm going to drive
1: you, Candice. You call me if you need to go to Manhattan <laughs> for that interview. I'm going to. I will drive you. I'm actually. It's gonna- only three hours from here. All right, listen, Candice. I'm very excited for you. Our listeners learned a lot today. I love the fact that you were go 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 going. And then when you were forced to stop, you did kind of a reset, a rethink. Yeah. And a lot of people did that this year. I know I did. It's part of the reason why the podcast studio was here and thriving at this point. Um, I'm happy that you got to kind of uh, rethink what you were doing and in the process had a huge opportunity, which was you kind of like jumped, you kind of like made a leap, a leapfrogged yeah. over a bunch of steps to get to something you wanted to do.
0: Yeah. Which I, is awesome. Yeah. It was amazing. I, you know, I have to, um, do a shout out for my friend, for, first for my daughter, Carrie sure. Sue, and for my friend, Addie, because they would text me every day knowing how worried I was and, what, and say things like, it's time to breathe, it's time to eat your cheese stick, <laughs> it's time to drink some water, go, you know, take a deep breath, you're doing a great job. And so I never knew when those were going to come in. They is this just, when you were on set? Yeah, while I was oh. on set, I would just also know my phone would, you know, light up because obviously, you know, sound on set and they were so supportive. And then I would go home and I'd be like, oh my God, this is what happened. And they're like, no, no, look at it this way or take it, take it, you know, do, do this or do that. And they were so, so supportive. And at some point I was able to just say, I'm really having fun. And they were. And I, I would not have gotten through it without their encouragement and, yeah, their, nice. and their help. Like, Curious, we had a little, every day I was running to the studio for something. Can you pull this? Can you pull that? Do you Can you go find this, you know, bowler hat? Can you make this, you know, thing for me? And so you had an assistant. I did, off-site. Not, not
1: on-site, though. Right, but yeah. right. So yeah, you, you had backup. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so I would go, and there would be a bag hanging on the doorknob, and it would have, like, a cheese stick in it for me and, <laughs> and a note. Nice. You're doing a good job.
1: Oh, this, that's sweet.
0: Yeah, it, it's wonderful.
1: Everybody, and we all need that support. Absolutely. Say yes until you have to say no. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Say yes until you have to say no. Yep. That's me, man. I just say yes. I, I pretty, know. Well, I started saying no to some things just from time-wise and just to stay on track. But uh, other than that, yeah, it's yes to... It's yes to opportunities as yeah, they come. Absolutely. Because that's our you know, again, that's our primitive brain trying to protect us from the unknown.
0: Right. And and, and you don't owe that other person anything but honesty. So sure. so if you're if they're coming to you and saying, you know, we heard you could do this and we think you can do this and do you want to do this or whatever, ask your questions. That that that's, you know, like was I scared? Absolutely. Did I think I could do a good job? No. Did I was I <laughs> Was I thinking I was completely out of my element? Absolutely. Yeah. But did I always want to do it? I mean, remember did? When you I rise
1: did? to the occasion?
0: I did. I did. And remember when I wanted to dance with the Rockettes? Yeah. I did that too. People were like, how are you going to dance with the Rockettes? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to. <laughs> and I ended up finding a way. And I did. Wasn't on stage with them, but right. I still got to dance in Radio City Music Hall in one of the dance studios with some Rockettes. So I was all happy with my little tap <laughs> shoes on. That's
1: great. And you have transferable skills. Yeah. That was pretty cool. You are talking about your organizational skills and all of the work that you've done in the theater with, you know, organizing costumes. And I mean, if anybody's ever been backstage at a production or a movie set, it's just, there's so many moving parts. Yeah. And people. And you have to be organized.
0: It's a dance.
1: Otherwise it can't happen. It's all choreographed to be able to work properly. Yep. So yeah, that's awesome. So you did that and um and the idea of luck I I know I'd mentioned it earlier but uh that's the the old saying, you know, opportunity meets uh preparation.
0: Well, yeah, and that's I mean,
1: luck. And and really that's you I know, mean
0: it was Larry having lunch with someone who knew about it and yeah. he said I know somebody and then there was a phone call and then another phone call.
1: But if you hadn't been working your business all those years getting all that experience, right? If you hadn't done any theater, Correct. You would have gone to that interview and they would have said you have no you, I wouldn't have you've been done nothing. You, you've done, you've made it. Halloween costumes for family. We, you know, you're not quite what we need.
0: That, I wouldn't even have been recommended. Sure. Without my theater background. That's yeah. what got me in the door. Yeah.
1: Awesome. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Listen, it is time for the questions. Okay. All right.
0: Uh-oh.
2: It's time to answer the questions.
0: I double dare you.
1: You got to be honest about with your answers now, okay? Okie dokie. So get yourself comfy in your chair there. We readjust. Um, I'm ready. Brenna, take it away.
2: This is my new segment called The Questions. Question number one There is a listener who's feeling stuck in their life. Our question is why is that okay and what can they do next?
0: Hmm. Well, if you're stuck, if they're stuck, I could imagine that it might be because they're at a crossroads or they have been doing the same thing and it's not as fulfilling as they want it to be. So I mean, it's fine if they're if you know, if you're stuck doing something, let's hope that it's you're stuck doing something that you really, really enjoy. Um, but if it's not what you enjoy, then perhaps what they could do is just take a moment, take a breath, think about it. Um, even set aside like 20 minutes to think about what would an alternative look like and just see what some alternatives would be. Or if they have trusting people, have conversation about it with, with them. But it's, it's okay to be, I think, uh, in, in kind of a rut, um, as opposed to not doing anything at all. So if you're doing something and you're stuck in it, at least you're doing something and, I'm I'm not one to be idle so <laughs> I I but there are people who are and that's fine. Did that answer your question? Yeah,
2: that's great. That's okay. a great piece I think taking a breath and I I like what you said of what would an alternative look like can kind of help you visualize. Question number 2. This <laughs> one is a completely different question. Okay. <laughs> um, who do people tell you that you look like? Oh, anybody?
0: When I was very young, like in my teens, they they thought said I looked like uh, Jackie Onassis, um, but I don't know that anybody said I look like anybody now that I'm not in my <laughs> teens. Uh, other than,
1: maybe an older Jackie Onassis, <laughs> no,
0: I don't think so. And then it was Jackie Kennedy. I'm yeah, you know, back then in the '60s. Um, when i get dressed in my outfits i like to try and dress up like share once i looked like yoko ono although i thought i looked like share but everyone kept saying yoko ono with the with the wig and the sunglasses uh, you were
1: trying to look like that i was trying to just look like, yeah i was oh, trying okay. to
0: look like share and everyone said oh you look just like yoko ono so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so i might not be that successful i don't know is uh, it
1: cuz you were shorter or, or what
0: Oh, uh, well I had these sunglasses on and straight oh. hair because my hair is curly. Yeah, yeah. And um a beret? I probably had a beret on or something. Sherwin sure,
1: like. wouldn't wear a ber- well in the 60s maybe.
0: Uh I don't know. I don't know what it was, but Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. I
2: I am I'm, I'm going to make up make up this question Excellent. for our third question. Oh, yeah. Fun. Um because you mentioned you would be interested in creating the iconic look of a character again. Mm-hmm. like you did for the movie. Um, so I, I'm curious to know, is there a specific type of character or outfit or something that would kind of be like the the next dream to create?
1: Oh, I like this question.
0: Kind of, yeah. I think, although because I don't have a better word for it, but superhero but Mm -hmm. but not really superhero like what really speaks to me is when someone has an idea of what they want to be who they want to be how they want to dress up as i have had a student who was 11 who was doing cosplay costumes but she was redesigning she had an idea of like sailor moon but Mm -hmm. she redesigned it because she had a way of wanting herself to look yeah. Or feel a certain way in the costume. Mm-hmm. That's what mostly appeals to me. If someone comes to me and they've always wanted to look a certain way or feel a certain way in the clothing or the costume, I would want to help them get there. That, that, yeah. that's my, so much fun for me. That's like, that's you know, amazing. Yeah. That's
2: like the, the passion piece. Yeah. Of the puzzle.
0: Yeah. So it, so it wouldn't really be a specific, um, you know, if someone was developing, again, like the Harbinger, that was so much fun to be able to read the story, have an idea of what I think it looked like based on the the words in the script, draw it out when I'm not an artist, but sketch out something, have the conversation, build it from my still from my point of view, literally bringing it in and it's not at all like... It was a little bit like what he wanted, but there were things that the camera wasn't liking. So I had to redo, and I worked on that costume every single day of every single shoot, every time before he put it on I had to do something to it when it was on I had to do something to it to make it meet the need and and I loved it because in the end I gave him what he wanted and that Mm -hmm. to me that if I never did anything else ever if I just had someone come to me and say I want to look like a pterodactyl or something I don't know (laughs) I would I would do my best to to try and make that happen oh that was a great answer
1: Thank you, Candice. Uh, I just wanted to let our listeners know that Candice actually did that with herself today because you arrived dressed and looking like a senior costume designer today. <laughs> so thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Oh, thank uh, you for and, having and me. And for doing the, you know, the questions and uh, people will really understand what you're about when they hear that. Candace, do you have an email?
0: I have an email. It's dancing... Candice, all one word, lowercase at gmail.com.
1: Dancingcandace at gmail.com.
0: Yep. And Candace doesn't isn't can dance. It's actually Candace.
1: All right. <laughs> Spell it.
0: C A N D A C E.
1: All right. C A N D A C E. Mm-hmm. Dancing C A N D A C E. Dancing Candice at Gmail. At gmail.com. That's Gmail
2: That's G M A I L.
1: With an at sign in between those uh, those two things. Candace, are you on Facebook? I'm
0: on Facebook
1: how do people find you just look just for your name candace or dancing Phelan. candace yeah. okay yeah so they're not looking for da- dancing candace no. other than uh, your email just my email okay that sounds great
0: i'm really low-key
1: <laughs> not for long <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you russ
1: oh my gosh um wishing you the best candace thank you very much thank you that concludes another episode of going boldly I hope you were entertained and you discovered at least one nugget of wisdom or advice that you can put into action immediately. Or maybe you received some inspiration from today's episode. And I'm certain you know at least one person who needs this podcast. Please share it with them. You might be the important link that will change their life for the better. Subscribing means you will not miss an episode and it will make it easier for me to schedule guests because I can show them that the audience is growing. So. Please subscribe. It will benefit us all. Let me know how I can make this show even better. Leave a comment and send me a DM. I read everyone personally, and I do my best to respond to each and every one. As a thank you, I'll be awarding prizes. And to keep you on your toes, the winners will be randomly selected from names I find in the comments, shares, DMs, and from the list of subscribers. Prizes might be Going Boldly merch or products supplied by my guests or just something random and fun. But you have to comment, share, DM, or subscribe to be eligible to win. A special thanks to Brenna Swanger at Waverly Manor Studios for our great theme music. And finally, thanks for listening. Go boldly, keep at it, and wash your hands.